Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Welcome to I Work For Him. You know, each day, Martha and I, hey, Martha. Hi, Jim. We're trying to bring a challenge. <laughs> We're trying to bring you challenge and equipping on a daily basis to help you bring the freedom that you experience in Jesus to work with you each and every day. And today, we it will be no different than any other day. We've got an incredible ministry to introduce you that will give you a tool to bring to the workplace that you've never heard about on I Work For Him before. But let me just step back and say, however you're listening to the show today, make sure you, that you tell a friend and make sure that you check us out on iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, him.com. And on Facebook, Instagram, it's iWork, the number four, him. Just know that we prayed for you ahead of the show. Pray that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper in your faith and connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five, recognizing that your workplace, it's your mission field. But it's also a calling that God has on your life and that the work that you do, the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus and you may be their only chance. You know, every day we've got to do it. I mean, we got to eat lunch. In fact, we just ate lunch. Why not do something intentional with that lunchtime instead of watching funniest videos on YouTube or play golf on your on your computer or solitude or whatever? What, solitude, solitude, solitaire. Solitaire. Solid, well, solitaire and solitude. That's it. There you go. Why not invite a few of your close friends at work to receive a biblical challenge in a way that they won't feel threatened. Well, a number of years ago, Life Lessons Over Lunch formed with a specific goal of enabling you to put your faith into action with little or no preparation time. Today, we're in Alpharetta, Georgia, at the headquarters of North Point Community Church, where senior pastor is Andy Stanley. Wow, my mouth is just my rented lips. I got to get it cash in on them and get a new pair. The senior pastor is Andy Stanley. Yesterday, Martha and I got to hear Bob Goff. He was the guest speaker because Andy apparently was out on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We did learn it's it spring was break. Spring, break spring break here By in By the way, Georgia. if anybody was wondering if last week was spring break for the Atlanta, Georgia area, yes, it was because it took us over 11 hours to get from Tampa Bay to Atlanta on Friday night. Because they were all evacuating back home. It was amazing. And <laughs> Stanley has a heart for the lost and for making the Bible understandable for mm-hmm. everyone, whether you've ever read the Bible before, ever been to church before, or never been to church before. Andy makes people feel comfortable. Doug Hurley, he's the pastor in charge of life, life lessons over lunch. Wow, Martha, you're going to have to help me out. But we've got in studio also with us Maggie Schlosser. She works right alongside, right alongside Doug Hurley, and these two bring life lessons over lunch across the country, and it's a tool we want to put in your hands. Doug, Maggie, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're giving Jim the thumbs up across the table because you pronounced Maggie's last name right. That was awesome. Yeah, everybody, well li- done. everybody listening to the show knows that when a name is a little out of the box, I have to say it a couple times in order <laughs> yeah. to get it right. All right, so before we get into the questions, I always ask these questions are our first-time guests. We'll start with you, Doug, so that Maggie doesn't feel all the pressure. <laughs> How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Yeah, I was, uh, let's see, this was May of uh, 2002. I had a conversation uh, with a, a good buddy of mine named Chris. We were in the Army together. We were stationed, not stationed, we were deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan. And um, we had been good friends for about four years and. Um, he was just loved Jesus and he would, it was so open and patient with me and, and not trying to push anything down my throat when it came to what he believed in. Finally, I just got curious and I'm like, all right, why do you believe what you believe in? And that was May of 2002. 
and it turned into a two and a half hour discussion about the guy that he believed in. It was incredible, and he handled it so awesome. Just, just so not, he didn't beat you over the head with the Bible. He didn't actually, beat me over the head. Nope, and just you know was there to have a conversation. And a year and a half later, back in Afghanistan again by myself in the tent, I gave my life to Christ. But I just I attribute so much of that to Chris. And just the way he handled that. And he'd be the first person to say that it was God. And I would agree with that. But God used him just in incredible ways. Well, I'll give Chris a whole shout out. What's his last name? Chris Iker. Chris Iker. Yep. Way, to, way go, to go, Chris, Chris Iker. You're, 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 you're impacting thousands of people today, Chris Iker, because yep. of the ministry to Doug Hurley. All right. Maggie Schlosser. Talk about how you came to be a Christ follower. Yes. So um, I was raised Catholic and that was just kind of something that my dad and I would do. We had our daddy daughter dates on Saturday night to go to mass. And then somewhere in middle school or late elementary school, I decided that I thought church was boring. So therefore that must mean I don't believe in God. And I decided that I was atheist. And uh, all through middle school, high school, college, I was that angry atheist that really um, just did not enjoy it when Christians would try to save me on the bus or, um, you know, try to give me a Bible or invite me to church and tell me I had to go. And um, and uh, so I really kind of got a bad taste in my mouth about Christians. And then um, I moved down to Georgia and uh, I was a high school teacher Moved from, down from out oh, from Michigan. Um, and I started teaching high school math, which um, I it was a really, really great job. I loved teaching math. And um, there was a woman that I taught with her. She actually was my assistant principal. Her name is Ingrid. And she just she could tell that I was atheist. And I was living in the Bible Belt, and um, which is a joke all among itself, I think. And uh, she just kind of created a safe place for me to ask questions about teaching and ask questions about God, because I knew she was a Christian. And she, just like Chris Iker for you, yep. provided that safe place for me to ask questions. And um, she never stuffed anything down my throat and just kind of said, well, this is what I know. And um she invited me to church and she brought me to one of Andy Stanley's churches and I fell in love immediately. And two years after I moved down here, um, I decided I wanted to accept Christ and she called me and she prayed with me over the phone. And that was just a really special moment for both of us. Cause she'd been praying for me for two years. Wow. Mm. So wow. that was almost Amazing. 10 years ago. That's fantastic. I love that. And so really both of you came to Christ in a workplace setting. Yep. Yep. Your, your workplace happened to be. Afghanistan, which, you know, that was a little rougher. Most most workplace settings aren't quite uh, that dangerous. Sure, sure. But being a high school math teacher, really? I don't know. That could be pretty rough. <laughs> some days it was. Some days you it was. the Lord there. I yes, taught middle sure. school math for one year. It was the worst job I ever had in my entire life. <laughs> that was something I would not ever do again. But I really had a great time with the students, the parents. I don't know how you deal with the parents. Okay. That's another So just keep that. That is another, another conversation. That's another show for another day. Right, Martha? Or never. Okay. Or never. <laughs> Martha's saying never. Martha's rubbing my She's arm telling me to calm down. That's right. Now. That's there, right. There, there. Calm down. Okay. So talk to me about life lessons over lunch, Doug Hurley. Where did this idea come from? Yeah, it started uh, really at this point umpteen years ago. There was a guy who I think his name was uh, John was his first name. And I'm I, Gosh, I apologize for not remembering his name. And I wasn't here when he started it. Right? But he was, a, he was a lay leader. He was a guy who considered North Point Church to be his home church. And he was, he was a business owner. He was out there in the marketplace doing great things. And he's like, you know what? I feel what happens here on Sunday is incredible. I want to take a little bit of that 
what happens on Sunday into my workplace on Monday. Mm. So he, he started showing um, messages from Andy Stanley at work and would pay for lunch. And he called it Life Lessons Over Lunch. And so the men's group he was in, um, they would meet every Thursday mornings. Uh, he'd meet with about six or seven other guys and he was, they would ask the typical questions. Hey, how's God moving in your life? What's, what's he doing with you right now? And John said, um, man, I'm doing this really cool thing. I'm calling life lessons over lunch and we're trying to reach the unchurched where I work in my business and it's having a, a huge impact. Well, the other handful of guys around the table are like, I got to do that too. So then they all started it. So now you've got life lessons over lunch going in about six or seven different businesses in Atlanta. Well, it started getting big, and these guys are like, we, sh- we should probably go to Andy Stanley and tell him that we're using his stuff <laughs> and marketing him in, in the marketplace. And so, he, so they did. And Andy's like, this is incredible. I love what you guys are doing to, to reach the person who would never step foot into a church. And that's how it started. And now we've got hundreds and hundreds of groups around the world. And, but it all, all started around the about, world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. All right. So, Maggie, your role, I mean, Doug, you're the, well, why don't you describe your role then with Life Lessons Over Lunch? My role is to stay out of the way of the rest of the people on the team, like Maggie, so they can go do great things. Um, really, so what I'm trying to do is is um, kind of uh, cast the vision and mission of what we're trying to do here for Life Lessons. And um, we're really trying to reach the unchurched. And it's great when believers and other Christians come to a Life Lessons Over Lunch meeting. We don't want to kick them out of the room, but we're really trying to reach the person. Sure who doesn't know Christ and would never step foot into a church. So I'm just, I'm at kind of that level, just trying to orchestrate that mission and that vision. And you work alongside of a pastor that has, I I have, I have not seen it anywhere else. I'm sure there are other pastors out there that has the ability to communicate biblical principles in a non-threatening way to people who have never been exposed to the Bible, never been exposed to God ever before. And he he addresses it almost every sermon. I don't know if you even believe the Bible. I don't know why you're here, but he he always talks to those people like, don't worry about it. If you don't believe what I'm saying, that's I mean, he he puts, takes people off guard all the time. Maggie, I wanted to hear from you before we pull in Jeff Moore. Talk about your role here on the team for Life Lessons Over Lunch. Yes. So my role is groups director. So I am, um, I help support and manage and encourage all of our leaders um, in the state of Georgia that are out there doing life lessons over lunch. So I just make sure they have what they need. So somebody's yep. outside of Georgia, you won't talk to them. Uh, <laughs> um, like, not my job. Uh, so sometimes I will uh, help them get launched. And then once they get launched, then they you say, I can't um, deal with you. You're outside yep. of Georgia. <laughs> but they have yep. somebody who takes care of them. Yes. So, we have an amazing woman named Heather that does. All go the, Heather. Yeah. Heather. Well, so Heather will handle the people in Florida that are listening today in Florida. You got it. Okay, because we have people listening on about a quarter of the state of Florida. Florida is a big state and it spreads out 16 hours of driving from one end to the other. Uh, but that's fantastic. So, Heather's who's going to be. Okay. You got it. All right. Okay. So, Doug Hurley, why don't you introduce our next guest? Oh, I'd love to. So, Jeff Moore is a, uh, he is um, an attender of Bucket Church, one of the six main campuses here at North Point. He is a business owner. He's been crushing it in the marketplace for, for quite a few years. Uh, he's my best friend in Georgia. He, he does life lessons, um, multiple life lesson groups in Atlanta, and he'll talk more about that here in a minute. And uh, he is a, a, an advisor to this team and a mentor to me. He's just an incredible guy. And so glad he's on the uh, on the show with us. Jeff Moore, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, I'm glad to be here. It's my honor to be a part of the show. Well, talk to us about the business that you run, Jeff. What, what is it? To, what, what kind of business tree are you in? Well, my business is fairly simple. I'm a solo practitioner, CPA, and business consultant, and do some forensic accounting. I've been in the accounting world for 40 years. The last 30 years, I've been a one-man uh, business consultant, working primarily with uh, smaller uh, privately held businesses. 
But the people that you impact, you've got customers and you're doing forensic accounting. That's no small, small time work. That's a pretty intense work for sure. Yeah, it gets in some interesting scenarios and oftentimes some uh, acrimonious situations and opportunity to be a, sometimes a voice of reason uh, and when people are fighting uh, for over money and so forth. Mm-hmm. So talk to me, Jeff, about how did you come to be a Christ follower? Well, I actually became a um, Christ follower at age 29. I'm 62 right now, but um, I had tried doing life my way, um, you know, thinking I could handle everything on my own and I really didn't need God, didn't even really know how, who God was. But it really was the prayers of my mother and the encouragement of her and my sister-in-law uh, that um, said, uh, you need, you, you need uh, to, you need God in your life. And, and I re- and so at age 29, I, I uh, invited God uh, just I, I kind of opened my heart up to him and got to uh, went to actually Andy Stanley's dad's church First Baptist Church Atlanta Dr. Charles Stanley was my preacher went in and just he helped me to see that I needed Christ and so at age 29 I became a Christ follower and I've been growing ever since how did you get discipled or mentored what, what ministry got involved in your life to help you connect what you heard on in the Sunday sermon with what you were doing in your 9 to 5 I mean how, who, who helped connect those dots for you well, it's been a, a myriad of folks over the years. I've been in Atlanta. There's a, just a huge uh, population of church-going business men and women, and I've been uh, plugged into a lot of those groups and just uh, – no, but one person comes to mind, but it's just been a, uh, the teaching I've been in, the churches I've been a part of, and then the different men's groups, and uh, then just seeing other men. Um, I've got a mentor named Jim Moy. He's uh, 84 years old now, I believe, and he's invested a lot in me and a lot of other men in the Atlanta area, and he's probably more than anybody else has had an impact on me in the last five years or so. Talk to me about where did you develop your passion for leading life lessons over lunch groups? I um, I first got introduced to life lessons over lunch about eight years or so ago. And, um, you know, initially I thought I wasn't really uh, the best type uh, leader for a group because I'm a one-man firm. And I, I was thinking that most of the groups uh, or, or the groups were for uh, larger companies that had, you know, a lot of employees that would show up in the same place every day. Uh, but um, I got approved back about five years or so ago uh, to, to lead a group, um, not for a company like that, but, you know, where I could invite bankers and lawyers and other accountants and business owners and so forth into a neutral setting. Then I got busy uh, for various reasons and just kind of set it on the back burner. But it was about two years ago when I first met Doug uh, as, and as he came on board at North Point Ministries leading up um Life Lessons Over Lunch, and just his passion for the ministry and the program, and as I interacted with him and started to focus on it and just saw the opportunity uh, for, for me and others to uh, you know, to, to you know, to live out our faith in the workplace through life lessons. I just I've become more and more passionate about it over the last several years. And we're talking today with Doug Hurley and his team. We're talking right now with Jeff Moore. Talk about life lessons over lunch. This is a ministry you could get involved in. Start today. Check it out online. LifeLessonsOverLunch.com. LifeLessonsOverLunch.com. Martha. So, Jeff, I'd like to hear a little bit more about a, what what it does look like for somebody who is a one-man show, as you said for yourself, how you branched out. What, what was your approach, and how did you invite people to join your Life Lessons Over Lunch? 
Yes. Well, what, what I've focused on more is what we call open groups as opposed to a closed group. A closed group would be a group, say, at uh, Coca-Cola or UPS or, or even much smaller companies that would mm-hmm. invite um, you know, the employees of that organization into the life lessons. Uh, open group is where I've, uh, the three groups that I'm a part of, uh, we pr- primarily work in large office complexes um, where we've got a conference room that the uh, owner, developer, uh, the management company of the office complex will allow us to use a boardroom or a conference room on the lobby level. Uh, and then we invite all the tenants of that. Uh, and in one case, we've got two uh, 16, 18-story high-rise buildings, and we invite all the tenants from those buildings uh, to our life lessons. And then we're about to branch out to another uh, office complex just adjacent to that one. It's got actually four three high-rise and one mid-rise uh, towers. And then our third group is a um, is in a co-working facility, Rome, um, the, the Meet at Rome um, Innovative Workplaces in Atlanta. They've mm-hmm. got five locations. We're working in four of their locations now. And so we've just, uh, we invite the people that um, live and work within those, within a mile or two or three of all of those locations. Well, Jeff, now, and, let me just uh, ask you this question. Talk to me about the people that are attending. Who do you get? I know that when people hear about something to do with Andy Stanley, a lot of Christians are like, I want to go, I want to go. But that's not who your audience is, is it? That's right. Our audience is for the, the skeptic, the unchurched, the ones that aren't really interested at all in going to church. Uh, but they might be interested in, in hearing a good message that they could apply. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, it's just got some universal application in their life in all areas of their life, whether it's managing money, managing time, managing relationships and whatnot. And so while our our we do get a lot of church type people in our in our groups, which is perfectly fine. We love them, and we, in fact, we 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 need those in our uh, in, in our lunch sessions just to have a comfortable, inviting uh, place for uh, for that one or two others that may come in or or more. Uh, you know, that aren't necessarily church people, mm-hmm. and so um, we we have a wide variety. Um, you know, of, of church and non-church people, but our ultimate right. target are those that just aren't really—they're not ready to go to church, don't have any interest in it at all. But they'll—they'll they'll accept an invitation to go get a free lunch and hear a thirty-minute <laughs> message by a great so, communicator. So, Jeff, does does the team here at Life Lessons Over Lunch, which they can find people out online, people can find out about online, lifelessonsoverlunch.com, do they make it easy for you to get these groups started? I mean, did they give you the marketing materials? Did they give you, give you the invite wor- verbiage? I mean, how, how easy do they make it for you to get it done? Yeah, they make it uh, extremely easy. Uh, Doug and his team, Maggie, Katie, Marinella, Heather, uh, they, they've got a. They've worked hard to develop uh, a lot of materials, all of the uh, best practices and uh, little playbooks, marketing materials. Uh, they've got almost 500 groups they've they've helped uh, launch and operate uh, throughout the country, and so they've worked with all kinds of groups, all kinds of leaders. But they've got it, got it down to a, just a very basic formula that works. It's very simple, and they're there to help us from start to finish. All right, I'm almost out of time in this segment, but I really got to ask you this question: What kind of impact have you seen? How how many interested people have you seen go? Hey, I want to find out more about this Jesus that, that you guys are talking about here. You know, we've uh, we've had. It's hard to to say. We've had um, we've had success, but it's we're still early. I'm, um, the groups I've led have only been doing about a year. We've initially so far just focused on getting the uh, our foundation and our processes and getting our flow down. Nice. Uh, but we have had several people come that um, you know that you can just see when they come in the room. 
they're a little bit skeptical, and they, but as they hear Andy and or uh, Jeff Henderson sometimes speaks, but mainly it's Andy Stanley. They, he's such a great communicator, right. and you just see someone turning from kind of uh, skeptical to, uh, you know, they're really leaning in and listening to what he's saying and uh, and, and just really getting a lot out of it. Yeah, so, he has the ability but, you know, to make people feel at ease. Jeff, say, I, I want to thank you, Jeff, for calling into I Work for him, for, for being part of Life Lessons Over Lunch. Jeff Moore, thank you so much. You're very much welcome. But we're on location with the team from Life Lessons Over Lunch. Check them out online at lifelessonsoverlunch.com. Doug Hurley, talk to me about Life Lessons Over Lunch. What is Life Lessons Over Lunch all about? Yeah, great. Thanks for asking. So I'm a pretty simple guy. I like to put just about every ministry into one of two buckets. Bucket one is we're trying to reach people who don't know Christ and, mm-hmm. and help them to get to Pre-Christians, as we like to call them. Love that word. And then bucket two is we're discipling other disciples. Life lessons over lunch is we are laser focused on bucket number one. We're really trying to reach the de-churched, unchurched, agnostic, atheist, skeptic, other faith, whatever that is, pre-Christian, as you said, Jim, and that's who we're trying to reach. Um, and, and really when it comes to the wins, Jeff was, was on just a couple minutes ago and he's talking about what does success look like? This is really a, a seed planting ministry. You know, the, the tagline, if you will, if we would have a tagline for a ministry, it would be to serve, to plant seeds and to influence next steps. One of the biggest challenges that we run into with the hundreds of groups that we have around the world is Maggie, uh, who's sitting right next to me, who manages um, all the groups in Georgia. She'll be talking to somebody or I'll talk, be talking to a group and it'd be like, you know, Hey, how's your group doing? Oh, it's not going so well. Well, why, why is your life lesson over lunch group not going so well? Well, we've been doing this for two years. We've only had two people come to Christ and we're kind of disappointed in that. <laughs> like, whoa, time out. First of all, that's amazing that you can even trace the fact that two people came to Christ through life lessons over lunch. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is the baby step for somebody who would never step foot into a church. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to quarterback or manage salvation or justification or any of that. We are trying to be the lowest rung in the ladder for someone to take a step towards Christ, the mm-hmm. person who would never step foot into a church. And so the win is for a life lesson over lunch leader are unbelievers coming. It's great that believers are coming to life lessons over lunch, but are unbelievers coming? Are they showing up in the room? Do they keep coming back? Are they inviting their friends? And those are the wins. So we've got to be careful about wrapping success around salvations sure. and, and we just don't want to do that. How, uh, how often do these life lessons over lunch groups meet? Great question. So every couple weeks um, is kind of the best practice that we see. Um, so not every week, not every week. If you do it every week, what we find is it can become a little bit of white noise for the people that are attending. And if you only do it once a month, the deeper conversations that we want to happen aren't happening. Mm-hmm. And the conversation we want happening is this, you know, Hey, Martha, thanks for hosting a life lesson over lunch every couple weeks. Thanks for the free food. Thanks for that message from Andy Stanley. He's really good. He does talk a little bit about Jesus. What do you think about that? And Martha's like, well, gosh, let me get you a cup of coffee and let me tell you how Jesus Christ has changed my life. I mean, that's the conversation that we want to happen. Mm-hmm. And we find if you do it once a month, those conversations don't happen as often. And every couple of weeks just seems to be the best practice. We got Maggie. She, I'm going to say <laughs> Maggie Schlosser's in here. There you go. She's one of these names I have to practice it in my head before I say it all think out. It. <laughs> Maggie, your role in supporting all of the life lessons over lunch groups in Georgia. Uh, she's got this thing about, she must be, well, you moved down here from Michigan though. You must be very conflicted from a college sports standpoint then. <laughs> um, go Illini. That's all I have to say. <laughs> wait, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Michigan. Oh, wait a minute. Went, I, I, you always went to school in Illinois. I went to University of Illinois. Oh, right. oh yeah. boy. You yeah. are 
are conflicted. <laughs> you have serious. Account- I was born in Illinois. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah? We're yeah. soul sisters. Yeah, there we are. Go. Wow. Okay. Your role, Maggie. What, talk about your role. How do you <laughs> support like, people like? I, I just move away from college. How do you support guys like Jeff Moore and and other leaders all over Georgia? Yeah, So um, I try to visit groups and um, just make sure that they have uh, access to the website and um, I help. You know, I pray for them throughout the week. Um, in between uh, phone calls that I'll have with them. Mm. Uh, just continue to vision cast and encourage them to to really make life lessons a safe place for somebody that doesn't believe in Jesus or is skeptical about Jesus or hasn't been to church in a long time and um, and just really um, just encourage them in what they're doing. So you said you get to go visit groups. Georgia's a big state, big fat state. It's got east, west, big, north, south. <laughs> north, south is like 300 miles. East, west is almost 300 miles. Talk to me. I mean, how far away have you got? Does, how far away does Doug let you go? <laughs> I generally stick in Metro Atlanta. So, oh, well, which is pretty, um, pretty probably about a 45 minute drive. Yeah. Or less. Got it. Okay. Very good. Yep. Well, what's the most fun thing you've experienced being part of this ministry in the last couple of years? Oh my goodness. So much. Um, we have to pick just one. Yep. I think our, my favorite thing that we do is, uh, uh, we have a big event at the end of every year just to show our appreciation for our leaders and, uh, um, just to love on them and to pour into them because mm-hmm. they're out in the marketplace pouring into their, into their coworkers or pro- providing a place for them to pour into their coworkers. And, uh, so I just love uh, giving them a space to come and, and worship and uh, connect with God. And last year we did communion with them and oh, that was so, so special. And, um, and, uh, um, yeah, it, it was really nice just to be able to, to celebrate them and everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and occasionally we will have, um, people come from out of state. Leaders will come from out yep. of state for that event. And it's more because they want to see Andy Stanley than it's they want to see Maggie or Doug, but that's okay. I mean, hey, they're coming here and we want to do communion with them and we want to love on them. So what's really cool is that we we talked about Andy Stanley and these most of the time you're using his sermons in order to be able to present the life lessons over lunch. He has got an amazing ability of taking biblical stuff and making it really simple, even for the skeptic and and swallowable, even for the skeptic. He does a really great job with that. And he's willing to deal with tough, tough subjects, which is also a little dangerous. He goes in territory that a lot of pastors don't go. So, which that makes it really exciting because again, we're talking about hoping that the attendees are people that would never step or not ready to step within the four walls of the church. Yep. And so they're getting that same quality teaching. And I think for a lot of people, that's one of the reasons they're skeptics. They were like, well, who's going to, you know, who's talking and what are they talking about? And, you know, you've got a lot of credibility there, but yet somebody who understands where they're coming from. So that's just, I love the combination of the mm. whole thing. Hey, we're on location in Alpharetta, Georgia today at North Point Ministries headquarters in and we've got in studio Maggie Schlosser and Doug Hurley. And we're talking about life lessons over lunch, lifelessonsoverlunch.com. If you've always had this idea of, wow, I work around a lot of pre-Christians. How do I even broach the conversation about God? Well, here is a way, a tried and proven way in order to do that. And Doug Hurley, you've got a team member that's calling him right now to share a little bit of his story. Why don't you introduce him? Yep. James is, uh, James is incredible. He's incredible. Uh, 
follower of Christ and life lesson leader, he came to the event that Maggie was just talking about. You asked Maggie what's her favorite thing to do, and it's it's the annual event that we do for the leaders. And so Jay, and I'll let Jay unpack this a bit more here in a second, but he came to the event on December 4th, and he is um, um, was so moved by a couple things that were said by Jeff mm-hmm. Henderson and Tim Cooper at the event that he just had a paradigm shift in how he was thinking about ministry in the marketplace. So, James. James Cunningham, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for that, uh, Doug. Yeah, um, that event was, was definitely life-changing for me. So, just a little background. Uh, a few months prior to that, Doug had come to, to Brownsbridge Church to talk about life lessons over lunch, and I had never heard of it before. And I've been attending the church for about four years and have learned a ton of practical, practical um, things that you can apply your everyday life, like budgeting, relationships, things of that nature. And it's, it's changed my family. It's changed me personally. So I was looking for a way to share this with other people. And then come, here comes Life Lessons, and they're talking about how you can do that with just sharing Christ at the same time. So it was something I was thinking about. I, I know God was tugging in my heart. But I was I was I was I was getting frustrated, and it was only maybe a few days before that event that I was talking to my wife, and I said to my wife, I said, "Hun, I really think I want to get into ministry because I I, I couldn't find time to focus on it, but I, I really thought that's where God was calling me." And my wife, we have six kids, was like, "Well, don't make any uh, crash you know decisions here. Let's let's talk about this." And it, three days later, I went to this event and I heard Jeff speak, and Jeff said, "You know, if you want to be in ministry." Look at where you are. And that was my light bulb moment. I was in in the workplace. I have all these people. There's, I don't know, three, 400 people in my building that I can minister to. And it was just, it, like I said, it was that aha moment. Um, now, James, it really changed own, my focus. Do you run your own business or you do you work for somebody else? I work, work for a big company. Uh, we're a financial services firm based out of New York City, but we have a, uh, an office down here in, in, uh, in Alpharetta. Okay. All right. So, can you name, can you name the company, or people. can you not name the company? No, I don't think I, I, I okay, can. No but problem. it's a it's a big public company. No problem. And no problem. Um, so, talk. To, let, let's just we'll, we'll move on. Talk to me about uh, because I don't want to run out of time, and I really want to make sure I hear how many years have you been running life lessons over lunch groups? Then, I well, I've been involved with it about eight months now. Okay, and and how, how, what kind of people have you been able to attract into your groups? All kinds of people, and that's the beauty of it. In our lunchroom, I have signs on, on Life Lessons Over Lunch, and people uh, of all walks come up to me and ask me about it and say, you know, what what is this about? And I let them know that it is exactly that, Life Lessons Over Lunch. Come on over for, for a free meal and watch these, these online sermons, and I'm sure it'll help you the way it's helped me. And and that just opens the door to bring people people uh, of all different walks to, to Life Lessons. Are you buying everybody lunch or people brown bagging it? We we buy everybody lunch. Wow! So that's part of your that's part of the ministry that you're doing. Not only are you bringing them and presenting them life lessons over lunch, you're also buying them lunch. Right. If you want them to come, you got to feed them. <laughs> right. So you're saying that pre Christians are just like Christians? They like the fellowship part of it. <laughs> got to be yeah, food. and we do. We just want people to come and, and watch the the, the the sermon or the video, not have to worry about anything else, and and just just take take it in. So talk to me then, James Cunningham, about the impact that you've seen in just eight short months. How many people do you get out on a typical Life Lessons Over Lunch? We're, we're averaging five, five or six people on, on average. 
Okay. And what talk about an impact. Eight months, it's still a short period of time, but are you starting to see an impact in relationships with those five or six people? I, I am seeing an impact. Nobody has said, hey, you know, because of you, what you have done, I've accepted Christ. But I know that we're, we're planting a seed, and that's, that's all we're supposed to do is to plant that seed and let God order it and make it grow. So I, I long for that day that it's going to happen, but I'm going to continue doing what we're doing. There's people listening today to the show, and they're going, I'm not sure I could do what James Cunningham is doing. How hard was it to get this set up? It's not hard. You, you know, you have to, depending on who you work for or, or your, your company's policies and procedures, you just work work with your, your HR groups. But Life Lessons has all the tools on their website to help you do that. And, and Maggie and Doug have been awesome throughout the whole process. They, they, they can help you um, overcome any kind of obstacles that you might, might come across. James Cunningham, thanks for calling into I Work for Him today. Thanks for your work and Life Lessons over lunch. We'll pray a blessing over that. And uh, thanks again for being on I Work for Him today, James. Thanks, everyone. You're listening to I Work For Him as Martha and I are on location today at Alpharetta, Georgia, talking with the team from Life Lessons Over Lunch, lifelessonsoverlunch.com, lifelessonsoverlunch.com. Martha's busy uh, doing a picture-taking thing. I was going to ask you. I didn't get you in it. I'm sorry. Why don't you tell me about your impression so far of Life Lessons Over Lunch, Martha? What's the impact? What are you seeing? Well, I think it's absolutely fabulous because I hear from the people that are involved that they're having people being willing to come and listen and um, learn and who knows what seeds are being planted. But if you are getting that time with somebody every other week for an hour over lunch or whatever it breaks down to, um, I, I think you what an amazing it's opportunity to just build a relationship. So you never know one of these guys that was on, you know, that there could be a time when one of the attendees has um, a death in the family or, you know, some other crisis and where are they right. going to go? They're going to go to somebody they know has a solid footing. Yep. Right. And um, I think that that's the thing that you never know when it's going to happen and they can be there for them. So I, li- I love it. We've got part of the life lessons over lunch team. We've got Doug Hurley, who's in charge of this whole team and Maggie Schlosser. She's, she has a story. We, we, uh, James Cunningham had to go, but Maggie, you still you have a story that you wanted James to share, but you're going to share it for him. Yes. So um, I had a conversation with James just a, a few weeks ago, and he told me about a man that was in another department from him at his company that had heard about life lessons over lunch and asked him about it. And James invited him. And uh, uh, so he came and he came back the next time. And then he sought James out and said, you know, I used to attend attend church a long time ago, and I decided that this wasn't for me. And it's not that I don't like church and Jesus, but I just, I don't like Christians very much. He didn't have a very good, a very positive (laughs) perception of Christians. And going to Life Lessons Over Lunch and seeing that Christians were putting on this environment for him to have lunch, and they were welcoming and loving, and they weren't judgmental and stuffing, you know, Jesus down his throat or telling him that he's a bad person because he, you know, stopped going to church a long time ago. And so Life Lessons Over Lunch has been instrumental for that man in changing his perception of Christians and and just knowing that we aren't terrible human beings. (laughs) Well, and it's really Doug Hurley getting exposure. One of the things we talk about and I work for him all the time is that you know, there's a lot of ways to break into a workplace with the, with the gospel, but praying for the people that you work alongside every every day by name is a great way to get started. Then looking for ways to build relationships is the next step. And you, you've got to spend some time with people outside of the office in order to build those relationships because you're never going to get a chance to share what Christ has done if you don't have a relationship, just like the guy that shared Christ with you. Well, so it's 
so crazy about that too. Thinking back on it, when it, you know Chris was the guy that you're talking about, uh, Jim was the guy that that helped lead me to Christ. When when he he and I had that conversation in May of 2002, like I said, it was a year and a half later that I came to Christ. That was December of 2003. And it wasn't until June of 2005 that I told Chris that I came to Christ. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I did is because he was so pivotal in that conversation years before. Mm -hmm. And the reason he and I had that conversation years before is because of the years that he built a relationship, right? built a friendship, and it was based on trust. And so that's really kind of the mantra for life lessons over lunch. Like this is a slow bake. (laughs) This is not, we don't have KPIs and metrics, how many salvations. This is truly the first rung on the ladder for a skeptic or agnostic or atheist. And it's a seed planting ministry, just like James said, and just like we said. Well, you said you've got hundreds of groups all across the world. Yeah. So Maggie, you got any idea on the numbers then? Cause you're helping all the people in Georgia. How many groups are there in Georgia that you're supporting? Um, we have, uh, uh, 193 in Georgia. Okay. So 187, outside of Georgia. So um, that also includes our international groups. I think we have 12 international groups. So of those 193 that you have in Georgia, how many people are attending those groups on a, on a monthly basis? The overall average is around 18, 15 to 18 people. I can't remember. Yeah. We have, um, you know, uh, about 10,000 attendees. We are guessing. Yeah. I think it's more in the, in the mid twenties. It's, it's just over 10,000, like 10,500 total impact Total impact lives over those 400 groups. All right. So, Doug Hurley, talk to me about how people, there's a lot of people listening going, wow, okay, a way to bring truth into my workplace. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you, Maggie, just, I get, sorry, Doug, hang yeah, on yeah, that yeah, for yeah. a second. You said something else about James Cunningham. His company wouldn't let him do his groups on location. Correct. So what did he do then? It's like, I can't do it in my own lunchroom? Yeah, so he uh, sought out a hotel down the street, and they let him meet, um, and they show a video, and they order pizza and um, at you know every other week in their lobby. Yeah. That's fabulous. So, you, so you the, might... being creative, I think mm-hmm. that's the key to that conversation is this doesn't have to only look one way. It's not a, It doesn't have to be the same cookie cutter for everybody. Right. Yeah. And you guys can help people talk through stuff like that. Yeah, when so when a, a prospective leader calls us up and says, "Hey, I heard about life lessons, and I want to figure out how to reach the unchurched that I work with in the office," we'll walk through the HR talking points and how to get mm-hmm. that approved. And and we've seen just about every obstacle or deterrent that you could imagine. And we haven't overcome every single one, but mm-hmm. most of the time, um, you can walk through a pretty level-headed, rational conversation with right. human resources and assure them this is going to be safe. It's non-threatening. We're not going to pray. We're not going to, we're not trying to convert people. I mean, all we're trying to do is give good life, practical application. And yeah, the guy's a pastor that's given the message. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm a Christian and I do believe in Jesus, but this is really for anybody And everybody's welcome. And once you kind of walk through that, most of the companies are going to agree to allow that on site, especially when you mention it's volunteer led, volunteer attended. You're not really asking anything from the company except for an empty conference room. Right. And the leaders are going to quarterback paying for for the lunch. So once you walk through that, it usually gets approved. And if not, then we get creative, like you said, Martha, Mm -hmm. with with James and find a different way to do it. So you have people listening all over the country today and eventually all over the world when the podcast goes everywhere. And so there's no limitations to who can put these groups on. Let's just talk to our Florida and Southern Georgia listeners specifically today, because we're in Folkestone, Georgia, and Carrollton, Georgia, and, and, and all over Jacksonville, the first coast area, St. Augustine, and then all over Tampa Bay from 
Ocala to Fort Myers, almost all the way to Disney. These are people that there are, we're talking millions of people of exposure and, and people are in small offices and big offices. How do they get started? Where do they call? I mean, they're going to go to lifelessonsoverlunch.com. Do they get a phone number from there? I mean, how do they get started in this process, Doug Hurley? Yeah. So when you go to that website, it's going to look pretty, pretty benign. Like it's, and the reason is, is we don't want to shut down any conversation if human resources goes there or, or Mm -hmm. sea level of a company and they go there like, oh my gosh, they're trying to fix or convert or anything. So it's pretty benign. But when you go to the questions page and there's not a lot of tabs, you go to that, you'll get access to the phone number, to the email address. And also there's kind of a a form there you can fill out electronically and you will get notified and then we'll reach out to you. We're all about having conversations instead of doing stuff over email. We'll reach out to you have a phone call with me and we can walk you through the entire but that, process. But that's intentional. You're doing that so that you can get past the HR hurdles and some of those owner hurdles. Not to, be, to be totally candid with you, there's two reasons. One is what you just said. The other reason is a lot of times we'll talk to people and they want to do a Bible study kind right. of thing, which I am a huge, huge proponent and fan of. I mean, every company should have a Bible study. If you've got Christians there, do a Bible study and get the conference room and pray it up. Um, but that's not the mission and vision of life lessons. We're really trying to reach the skeptic. So we want to have that conversation with somebody on the phone to make sure we're aligned with mission and vision. And I think that's really important that you guys know what your niche is. You know what your calling is and you're one rung on the ladder, like you said. And so sticking to that and being very focused on that is your mission. And so hoping that people grasp that it's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And that's why there is a place for Bible studies and there is other things. But Jim, I would just say people can call our listener line too if they are interested and want to get connected up with these guys and they don't remember the website or whatever they can call 866-713-WORK which is 9675 all right last question for you maggie well maybe maybe not (laughs) When, when people call you and you get to have these conversations how do you how do you determine whether they're a good fit or not and what's the right mentality for somebody calling in uh, yes. So Doug and I both do these phone calls and, um, you know, and a lot of the times we'll ask them, you know, tell me about yourself. You know, how'd you find out about life lessons? What are you hoping that life lessons will accomplish? And, um, and we'll walk through mission and vision. And a lot of the times, you know, if, uh, they generally will ask, okay, well, what about prayer or what about, you know, do you have discussion questions online? And, uh, you know, then walking through why we don't have discussion questions online and, and why we've cut the prayer out of, uh, the edited versions of the messages and, um, and, uh, Uh, And if they, a lot of the times, if they don't want that, if they do want the prayer and they want the discussion, then we'll encourage them to start a Bible study, you know, maybe do life lessons and a Bible study on opposite weeks or, Hey, then maybe a Bible study is a better fit. So Mm -hmm. this, so this is not, they're not having discussion. They're showing the video. Yeah. We actually don't want discussion questions to happen because here's what we found this out the hard way. Here's what ends up happening when you tee up discussion questions. It'd be the Christian who's attending, not leading, but is attending. And they'll say, hey, Andy just talked about financial margin. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's pressing on my heart that I need to tithe more to my local church. Yeah. And I and I love the four of us sitting here and Mm -hmm. the listeners love that kind of stuff. But if you are the agnostic, atheist, skeptic, dechurched, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm never coming back here again. So we want the discussion happening, but it goes back to that example I gave with Martha. Hey, Martha, thanks for Andy. Thanks for the lunch. He does talk about Jesus. What do you think about that? And Martha's like, oh my gosh, Doug, let me tell you all about Jesus. And she's not trying to win an argument. She's just sharing her story. 
Doug Hurley, Maggie Schlosser, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. Mm-hmm. Grateful for you guys. For on location, Alpharetta, Georgia, lifelessonsoverlunch.com, lifelessonsoverlunch.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number for him.com.